This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein. Here with uh, Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Our friend Pam Pibas from Inspect It Like a Girl is out this week. She's got the crud. When it comes to simple fixes, uh, I guess that's what you say. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, simple fixes, easy weekend projects. There are many directions you can go to get into the DIY spirit. I did it this weekend. going to tell you about it. Join the conversation with us this morning. If you've got a question about something that you're doing right now, something you'd like to do, or something you're in the middle of that has stopped abruptly, call us 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How you doing, Jeff? Man, I'm doing good. Yeah, so did yeah. you guys, uh, did you I have swam to... in this morning. I was about but, to say, but, did you have to raft in to do sure, your work this week? That's right. Yeah, we, we have... Uh, um, the building uh, process right now is pretty much from the truck. Really? Yeah. Ah, okay. Just okay. pull up and see how much water you have. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's wet. Okay, yeah, it's wet. move Let's on go to home. the next one. Right. Yeah, it's wet. So so in that case, do you guys uh, uh, keep... So you have projects going at different times and different places in the project. So if you've got one place that's wet, you may be able to go to this different one and work on the drywall. Fortunately, uh, that's exactly what we're doing. We are. We started sheetrocking a um, a house yesterday. We've got some tile work going on in mm-hmm. another house, um, and just because it's it's dry. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, when you hang sheetrock, of course you mud and tape and float right. it and all that. Well, the the to dry the mud takes forever in this kind of um, oh, weather. humidity will keep yeah. it. And when so, he says mud, folks, that's the that's the uh, if you if you buy it, it's called compound. Yeah, it's yeah. called joint compound. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so, and it's the stuff that you use to put the two wall boards together. Right. Yeah. So to make it look like one big board. Right. And uh, but fortunately. Uh, sounds like I'm complaining, and I'm not. At least we do have <laughs> yeah. something to do on the inside. Right. Well, um, my wife and I, as usual, uh, acquired a flea market find. And I might have mm. mentioned this last week. It was a table and chairs. We found this little cute little uh, ladder back chairs in a table. The table, though, had a uh, kind of one of those uh, junk wood tops, a round junk wood top mm. with four mic on it. And, uh, wife didn't like it. We took it off. She wanted a square table. So I spent the weekend uh, taking apart some uh, some plywood and or making a, a new table with some plywood, putting a couple pieces together with glue and all that other jazz. Came up with a great looking table though. That sounds fun. But I wanted to to challenge our listeners. Okay, this is this is a thing. Okay, I know if you don't feel handy, if you don't feel like you can fix stuff, and you just don't know where to start, here's something neat you can do. Look around your home and find that old piece of furniture that you really don't care about anymore, whether it be in your attic, uh, in a room you don't go into, something like that. This, this is going to sound silly, folks, but if you will, go go to your your local hardware store, big box, whatever, Pick out a, a color of paint that you absolutely adore and repaint that piece of furniture. I, the, the, the joy that you will get, uh, the, 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 uh, 
I guess, feeling of accomplishment when that thing is finished is amazing. And it doesn't require a lot of skill. You need that's right. You need a small bucket of paint yep. and a brush. Yeah. And, and maybe some sandpaper. Yeah. And there's, um, there's but but if you just want to do a quick refresh and show yourself that, yes, you can do something. This is an easy way to do it. You know, one of those ladder back chairs that we had. And I was just sitting in the floor. Right. Uh, with newspaper down, uh, watching TV and painting this chair. You know, we took a we took a tired piano. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing was tired, right? Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, painted that, and it painted really, the piano. Sure, and it turned out to uh, actually be pretty nice. See, I'm thinking total New Orleans when you say that. I yeah, got a, it, I got a lavender piano in my head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what color did you paint it? You know, I can't remember. It was on. We did a we did a TV show several years ago, and. Mm-hmm. And um, so the person we were doing the makeover mm-hmm. um, had, it was, I want to say like a lime green or something. Perfect. I remember it was several years ago, but I'm telling you what, it was actually fun and looked good. Well, if you color anything, the color of a Volkswagen Beetle, it's going to be a great. A lime green. Oh, yeah, right. absolutely. Right. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, going on the 2020 Consumer Electronics Show was last week, and I, I know everyone thinks of like the show that's next on MPB, which is Everyday Tech. When you think consumer electronics, but no, home building is a big deal for consumer electronics. Now, uh, check this out. Now, lots of homes in 2020 have some piece of smart technology from speakers, smart locks, but at the Consumer Electronics Show, they unveiled a smart shower head. Wow. Yeah. Check this out. The Kohler Moxie. All right. Here's the description. While the water streams uh, through the shower head, Alexa will stream through your Wi-Fi and be able to hear, respond to, and act on voice commands as you have your morning shower. So in other words, this uh, this Kohler thing is connected by Wi-Fi and has a microphone and you can say, hey, Alexa, play the news. You know, oh, yeah. while you're in the yeah. shower, and it'll just, you know, do its thing. That's nuts. It is. You know, a connected shower head. Exactly. I saw this last night on a commercial. I did where, too. The dog bowl. Did yep, you see this? Yep, okay, yep. so the uh, the a dog is trying to get some water. It leans up on the kitchen counter, and uh, the guy walks through the house and he says, uh, "Alexa, fill the water bowl," and the the sink turn the, the yeah. faucet turns on. And I'm like, all right, we've moved on to voodoo now. This you is- know, I, I tell you what, I, I have been to Kohler, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and I've toured the, the facility, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not just a plant. It is a town. Really? <laughs> yes, it is. And it is called Kohler, Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. And if you're ever in that area, it is it is worth the effort to, to tour um, the place where they make I the mean, cool they're, toilets. They're making toilets, faucets, generators. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, colors into a lot of things, but it, it's definitely worth the trip. Java? Yeah, yeah I was just going to say um, you did it twice, and I have to do it again just so you can understand. What's every, that? every time you say it, Alexa, uh-huh. you know the echoes I blew went crazy. Up, uh, echoes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Well, now they know we're here. Anyway, uh, that was pretty cool. There's another thing out there that I just absolutely love. Check this out. I don't even know how to say it properly, really. The buoy? 
uh, buoy whole home water controller. Now, check this out, Jeff. This is an amazing product that I think I would love to have. It attaches to your home water line, provides real-time and segmented water usage data, Hmm. alerts homeowners to costly leaks, and gives users the power to shut off water remotely. Now that, that has value. That, that I mean, just think in the twenty plus years that we've been in business, um, I, I think it's very safe to say twenty five or thirty percent of our insurance claims uh-huh. is water. Right. Water scares insurance companies <laughs> to death. To be quite frank, right. Um, I remember one claim we had, and this probably would have solved that. Uh-huh. Upstairs commode, um, the old valve that had the ball on it, mm-hmm. rusted off, right. which means wow. water's constantly running in the commode uh-huh. tank. Right. <clears throat> Theoretically, you would think that the bowl would flush about every five gallons. Right. Or three and a half gallons, whatever it is. Well, that didn't happen. Uh-huh. Where the handle is, uh-huh. the hose just positioned itself just enough oh, to shoot kidding. water out of that hole. That is amazing and ridiculous. The homeowners were on some two week vacation. Mm-hmm. Okay. When they got home, I got a phone call. Water was running out the front door. The second floor oh, no. ceiling, well, the first floor ceiling, second floor floor, mm-hmm. was on the first floor. Oh, no. Literally. For a little leak like that. That ran for two weeks. Right. Well, this product that a buoy whole home water controller, I love this. One of the things that it mentions is segmented water usage data. So I could know exactly how long my teenage daughter, yeah. is, uh, how much water she's putting right. So anyway... So that that would be neat. Hey, we got a uh, an email in real quick. I just wanted to go to this real quick. Um, Jeff, this may be a no brainer. I love this. Uh, this may <laughs> it's, be. It's probably going to be complicated. Right, yeah, it starts from uh, Sophie sent us an email. It says, "Hi, this may be a no brainer, but I have found, but I haven't found a solution. How do I keep my glasses from fogging up when wearing a dust mask?" Oh. Uh, I've tried the anti-fog <laughs> glass wipes. Thanks. I, Sophie, you, I got nothing for you. So, <laughs> I've done Sophie, this my whole... When you get that figured out, let me know. Please do, because there is a billion dollars to be made. You ain't kidding. <laughs> it, you know what? I've done this, too. And when you're doing a big job and you've got, you know, you want to do all the proper safety equipment. So you so you wear some of the safety glasses. Sure. And then when you put on one of the dust masks, right. what the dust mask does, if it doesn't fit properly, is force your human-laden air up sure. through your eyeballs and lenses. <laughs> so, um, and then you're walking around in a fog. Yeah, trying to put up sheetrock running into the wall. Yes. So uh, the I thing feel is, your pain. The only thing, Sophie, that I know to do is, is, is stop long enough to wipe them off, but try yeah. to get that thing, you know, pay for a better mask. The better masks will fit your nose pattern better, yep. and that way they won't leak the air out the top, which is what makes your eyes foggy. That's true. So instead of the dollar twenty-eight mask, go in for the five buck one. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour today. We're looking over little fixes and maintenances that can keep you out of major situations down the road. If you have something uh, in your house that you want 
to work on, let us know what's going on. Share your story, and if you need a general home improvement advice, call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with licensed contractor Jeff Sammons and ASHI certified home inspector Pam Bipus. Pibus is out this week, unfortunately. Um, you can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And yes, the lines are open. You can give us a call right now. Um, so, Jeff... Here's something that I wanted to ask you about today. Uh, a few things when it comes to organizing workspaces. This is something neat that that we've looked at in the past. Uh, you are kind of a pro with garages. That, I, I, yeah, I like a garage. We've done a few. Yes, I've seen some of your garages. They look great. Uh, one of the things that is being brought up today in organization with with garages that I've got on that I've got that we researched here is um, hanging shelves. Now, yes. this is a big deal, folks. I know this sounds ridiculous, and it sounds so small and insignificant. It's a thing, and you should do this right once. That's right. You know, uh, in my personal garage, we, we took some cabinets um, and, and lined the back of the garage with upper cabinets, not the lower, but mm-hmm. the uppers. Right. We did upper cabinets on two walls, mm-hmm. and, and you will be absolutely amazed how much stuff that you can put in a, in a nice inexpensive cabinet? Right, and they're 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 not expensive. Uh, go well, to, the fun part is is getting them up there properly so that they don't pull off the wall when you put really heavy stuff go. on them. And and some of the stuff to look at on this. Um, first, you've got to find the wall studs, folks. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. the The easiest way is not to spend two hundred dollars on a stud finder. Grab a magnet. Uh, something with some real good pull, and you can find the screws on the other side of the wall, which tells you it's screwed into a uh, a, a stud. stud. Thank you. Uh, so you can just screw that solidly solidly into the wall. When you put up a a, a shelf and you screw it into just sheetrock, you're, you're you're it's just a time issue. It, it, yeah, it can. If you're going if you're going to put something weighty on that shelf, uh books, anything like that, uh something heavy, ceramic, something like that, you really have to watch and try to get into those uh into the studs or otherwise it may pull from the wall. And two, most of the stuff in your garage is heavy. Yeah, tools and yeah. And, and yeah, uh, and lots of liquids and yep. and things like that. So, number calls eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. All right, got a, a question here from uh, Amy Gibson talking about those garage things. All right, I have a little lead time, not a lot before I'm uh, before I move, and I'm wondering what to bring with me. She's moving a garage. 
She's moving her garage. You ready? I'm not a fix-it gal, but sometimes a friend will fix something, so it's nice to have a hammer and a nail. Lots of questions. Number one, do I keep things like a ratchet set? It's been used a, quote, few times. Um, number two, what do I do with things that may have some life? Uh, example, my old battery-operated drill. I have a new one, but seems wrong to throw away the old one. And e-waste if I do. How many hammers do I need? That's always a good question. Uh, can I see packing? Uh, I can see packing an actual box of screws or nails, but do I bring loose hardware? Do I bring oddball stuff that I bought for a past project? Interesting. Almost all of this will go into a storage for a year. Should I pack in cardboard boxes? I like them to stack or fit in a small space. And then uh, to end the letter, she says, no, seriously, what should I do? Throw away that much metal in a trash can? Goodwill doesn't want that type of stuff, and our town only has the hazardous materials disposal two times a year. There doesn't seem to be many junk pickers at garage sales these days, so I'm at a loss. And that's from Amy in Oxford. Um, my, my thought is, first of all, I can never throw that stuff away. I yeah. just can't do it. I'm getting better at it. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, just, I just can't do it. Now, I will say, there's... Now, when you ask the number three question here, how many hammers do I need? Come on now. You can always use another hammer. Of course. You know, <laughs> he, here's the way I look at that. Okay. Okay. And she, she made up a great point. Mm -hmm. I've got a new powered uh, battery right. powered drill. Uh -huh. Okay. I've got a new one. Right. You're never going to use the old one. Right. Okay. So what are you doing? Well, take the old one. Hopefully you have the charger. Mm -hmm. Take the old one to, to Goodwill. You know, somebody will pick it up for a couple bucks. That's true. I tell you because what. Re realistically, you're not going to use it. Now, this is my new, uh, this is how I handle things like that. If I have not used it, if, if I have not picked it up mm -hmm. in, in, in three or four months, right. it's gone. <clears throat> Period. It's gone three Wait. months. Well, I mean, come I on. I have to throw away half my shed. No. no. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. okay. Call it six months. <laughs> um, I I like to keep all that little stuff because every time I need just one screw, I just go and dig for it and find yeah. it and put it in. There. Uh, so. I know. I know. Liz I just... Gill was just looking at me in the in the in the window in here, shaking her head. She wants to throw all that stuff out. Well, I do too. No, yeah, she's talking about all the way. Here's Liz right here. No, no, you got to keep it at least ten years. Ten oh. years. Okay, okay. There we go. That's a prudent person, right? Oh, there. I know somebody like that. That's right. Uh, oh. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven. Uh, 672-7464 or email at uh, fixit101 at mpbonline.org having some speaking issues this morning. Uh, I will say another thing. If you know someone who could be handy with those tools and could benefit and how about even make a little money off of it. And what I mean by that is if, if you could give those tools, if you could gift those tools and items to someone who might actually use it, that would be fantastic. That would be, I think, what I would do. Give yeah, it to sure, a, absolutely. A, give it to a future handy person. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh eight seven seven MP oh wait <laughs> eight seven seven MPB ring and uh all right, so we're gonna move on to I just got a text from my wife. She says more than ten. More than ten. <laughs> Pack I told rat. you I knew someone. Right. Okay, well, that's someone being your wife. 
All right, so uh, another thing you can do, try bracket spacing. Remember, your wall studs are 16 inches on center. So if you're putting up these shelves we were talking about, you want to measure for those studs. That's right. Okay? 16 inches on center. So what that means is if you have, you know, a stud is only, like they say, a 2 by 4 is what they call it. It's not actually a 2 by 4 no. By the way, do folks know this? A 2 by 4 is not actually measured. Two inches by four inches. It used to be, used but to it's, be. it's not anymore. No. What are those measurements now? It's like one oh, five eight. Yeah, and, one and one and three quarter, it, roughly by three and three quarter. Right. Um, now, when you do, and, and what that means, folks. Let's say you have one stud, and in the middle of that stud, not on the edges, but in the middle, if you measure dead center of that, sixteen inches, hopefully, close or exact. Uh, 16 inches from that should be your next stud That's right. over dead center of that piece of wood. So, now, right. Now, that can get off just a little bit when you get to a window or a doorway. Yeah, because you've got... But rule of thumb, 16 inch on centers right. is exactly what it is. Right. So that that's something to look for. And once you get that, if, you weren't gonna, uh, if you're going to put something in there, folks, don't use a nail. Use a, a, a coarse threaded screw that'll hold that wood for a long time if you yes to put yes. in a shelf put in a coarse threaded screw because that that thing will hang in there for a long time on that wood if you do a nail nails always pull always pull out eventually so what do you like jeff you're looking at me bad yeah no no i agree with you a screw is much better than a nail <laughs> I, I i'm not the contractor here so i want to make sure you do it. Oh, all right hey, absolutely yeah candace is online in oxford uh has an idea for uh amy what's going on candace hey. hi hey good morning uh, i also happen to live in oxford uh-huh. and so um a few ideas i guess about what to do with building materials that you don't want or the tools or whatever, um, you can contact the Yakutinopka Arts Council that they can get them to um, some of their workshops, artists, those kind of things. Um, oh, wow. Good contacting, ideas. Contacting the um, schools around to see if they still do, I don't know if they still do wood shopping and those type of things. Um, but that, and then also... Um, even some of the, like the community college, North, you know, Northwest may have um, some programs, associate programs, and those type of things that may need them. So just that's a great idea. Wow, that's fantastic. That is, yeah. That's a really great idea. Maybe find some of those services around your home and see if you can't help. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, um, I will let y'all get back to your show. <laughs> Thank you, Candace. Not that you weren't the show. I mean, that's kind of what we do. That's here. right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I just I just got a text from one of my friends. I love my friends when they correct me on the radio. Right. Um, just got for. a text. Right. Exactly. Uh, two by four is one and a half by three and a half. Really? Yeah. One and a half by three and a half. Yes. Okay, so that's so, folks. When you go to your local uh, store and and grab a two by four, they're lying to you. That's right. Actually, there was a lawsuit about that a couple of years ago. I can imagine. Yeah, there was I a mean, lawsuit. On. Someone sued one of the big box stores and Probably. said that they were not they were selling an incorrect product oh, and it was not a two by four. Right. So, anyway, uh, and by the way, if you see a two by four that's eight foot uh, tall, like a normal uh, wall stud, that thing's going to be. 
really heavy, really, really heavy, a two-by-four. Anyway, uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Okay, I have a drainage problem which causes water to stand in my carport after a hard or sustained rainfall. This is Karen. And uh, my driveway is higher than the carport floor. And the water first stands Uh. where the carport and the driveway connects. I've seen this all the time, where the driveway and the carport connect. Yeah, but the driveway shouldn't be taller than the the carport. Now, the more it rains, my carport fills with water. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have gutters. How can this problem be corrected? And what professional service should I contact to correct the problem? Jeff? (laughs) Well... Sounds like she needs a, a, a drain of some sort to move that water out. I know. Maybe a French drain? Yeah, but if the... And if, you're going to have to cut into the concrete to get it there. If the actual driveway is higher than the carport, then we've built a swimming pool. Oh, I mean, think ouch. about it. Um, so what is the, what is the remedy Well, here? you could hopefully come out from the apron, which is the end of the carport concrete. Right. It will have a little angle on it. It's called the apron, mm-hmm. where it ties on to the driveway. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, there's enough uh, elevation change to where you could cut the concrete and put what is called a trench drain. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're about six or eight inches wide. Right. And run that all the way across your your driveway at the end of the apron, right? And have enough fall in that to get the water out of your carport. Yeah, uh, okay. It, it would be it would be something that um, a contractor would have to set up what's called an instrument to check elevations mm-hmm. and uh, know exactly where you could put the drain. Okay, so what kind of person do I call for that? All right, so so uh, we're saying to. Uh, we're saying to Karen, okay, yes, there is a fix for this. Right. Uh, but she says, who do I call? Um, you, could, you could call, just call a contractor. They're, they're going to have, have uh, access to an instrument or a water level. Some, right. some sort of where, where we can tell the elevation of things. Now, when you say contractor, what kind? Um, well, Call a a a good um, a good remodeler. We'll have a we'll have that a remodeler. Uh, sure. Okay. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So and make sure that they're licensed. You can check MSBOC. Sure, you can go to your local home builders and uh, make sure you find someone that is reputable and licensed and bonded and the whole nine yards, and that you can get that work done. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. All right. Dig that. It's time for another break. We're still looking to hear from you about your home improvement projects. Lines are open now if you want to give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Also, we'll come back. We're going to talk about something that's really hard for any DIYer, especially those with some experience under their belt. Talking about knowing when to call a pro. Talk about this after the break. We'll be right back. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Simmons and uh, home inspector Pam Pibus is out this week uh, under the weather. And if you've missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app on our MPB or our MPB public media app. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's come out of the gate here to the phones. Debbie is on the line in Jackson County. What's going on, Debbie? Um, I have concrete porches, uh, one on the front, one on the back. Mm -hmm. And apparently my impression is that when they were in uh, created, I was not the homeowner, mm-hmm. that the grade is not correct. And so when it rains or when I water plants, mm-hmm. water will pool back towards the house. My gosh, okay. watering plants that bad? Yeah, she's yeah. Got, she got positive. You got positive drainage running back into the home, correct? Yes. Okay. So the question is, I think, <laughs> um, can a new surface be applied to change the grade on top of the current concrete, or does this call for a whole new foundation? Well, I'm going to answer that uh, without looking at it. Uh, I do not like to pour concrete less than three inches thick. It's thick. It's very thick. No, no. What the oh. the concrete that's going to go on top of the existing okay, concrete? I got, you. I got you. Um, okay. The patio is probably four inches. Thick. Yes, I would say so. Probably, yeah. You could dig down at the end of it and, and see, but approximately four four inches thick is, is what we're going to call it. When I said three inches, I don't like to pour concrete under three inches uh, because it, it would just crack up too bad. Okay. You follow me? So yes, when you walk out your back door, there will be a, um, a step down, correct? Well, this is an elevated house. It's uh, five feet oh. off the ground. Oh, so, okay, okay. So I've got chain wall underneath. Okay, well that that makes it a little easier. You could you could actually pour the pour on top of that patio. How big is it? Um, the front porch is probably three by six. Okay. The back porch okay. is much longer. Okay. Um, I have another idea. Okay. All right. Um. Going to the home shows in the past, and I've been to most of the home shows in the state here, there's always a contractor there whose job is uh, to lift concrete True. with uh, <clears throat> foam. And they basically they take concrete that has moved or or, or, or settled and, and and moved down or something of that nature. And even what you're talking about, meaning it's it's it's. It's it's going the wrong direction. They can right. actually jack that thing up in one side. They can as long as it wasn't poured with the with the foundation. But it does sound like that she has a conventional, right? So it it, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's another option, right? To- and, and there's uh, and all you have to do, by the way, um, Debbie, is look up raising concrete. Okay. Raising concrete, you can Google that. Raising concrete, and they'll do it. Uh, There's a couple of companies uh, in Mississippi I know that do this, and and what they do is they they come out and they can actually make that concrete come one side or the other. You know, however much distance you want to go up, they can make it go up. Okay, all right. So that so that then if I am going to add a new surface to it, it needs to be three inches. Other alternative is to investigate raising concrete. Right. Yes, ma'am. 
That's what I'm hearing. Okay. So in other words, in my creative mind, I was going to add pavers and give it a texture. Mm-hmm. I bet is and elevate it that way. Is that an option? Absolutely, Debbie. J- just make sure, obviously, on the side that on the end that's closest to the house, you're going to build that mortar bed up taller than you are the the other end. So, so you have right, a positive to make a drainage. Yeah, away okay, so from the house. A possibility. As Absolutely, well. sure. How do you make that new surface stick to the former concrete? Um, I'm going to drill some. If I'm pouring concrete on top of concrete, I'm going to drill some holes, put some rebar in there, just something for the new concrete to grab onto. Okay, but can you do that when you add pavers? Yes. Well, okay. yeah. Not well, deep. well, yeah. With with pavers, I'm going to put my thin set down. And uh, I'm just going to make my thin set thicker on that end of the house than I in than I will on the other, so I have positive drainage away from the house. I got you. Uh, just All clean right. it, clean it real good, and and um, and yes, it, it should work fine. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Debbie. We appreciate it. Let's keep it on moving to Colin. He's on the road. What's going on, Colin? Hey, hi. Uh, good morning to you. Hey, I'm just tripping through Mississippi here. All right. I've listened to your show. I've listened to your show there. Yes, sir. Uh, I've got a. I've got, I've got an out, the outside faucet on the wall there. The water and faucet. Yes, sir. It keeps dripping and it keeps dripping and leaking. Mm-hmm. Is that a uh, a washer problem? Yes, sir. This is take the whole faucet off. This is a fantastic problem if you're going to have one. This is a great one to have if you're a DIYer because you can do this one. Okay. Typically, yes, you are correct. Those faucets go on, the outside faucets especially go on when they make the house. And if that was 30 years ago, that brass fitting that they put on there is is quite you know, it might be corroded, but yeah, the, soldered, the brass on is not bad. Typically, it's there's a rubber washer down in there. And on, on the front of almost every um, uh, outside faucet, you've got a little screw that you unscrew that. It'll, it'll pull the, the head off, you know, the, the handle. The handle. And right. there'll be a, a, a little O-ring or a washer inside there that, yes, you can replace. And by the way, they even sell a little packet of them at your home stores and, and hardware stores uh, of different sizes. But they all take one pretty much the same size. Good to know. It's a pretty easy fix, though. Uh, yes, sir. Yes. This is about a $1.16 fix if you can, you know, if it works out right. And if not, the worst possible situation is you've got to take that uh, faucet off and literally they unscrew. Unless it's soldered. So, But now, just obviously, you're going to turn your water off at the meter. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, turn the water off. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, the simple things. Yeah, the contractor says turn the water off. <laughs> Well, I, I am an O'Brien. I have Murphy's Law on my side. So yeah. No, I do, too. Uh, no, I do. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Kyle. Uh, Kyle appreciate it. Let's uh, keep on moving to uh, Benny in Kosciuszko. What's going on, Benny? Hi. Um, I'm calling, and I'm not sure this is something that I could work on, mm-hmm. but uh, in December with the rain, uh, I noticed that the, my fireplace is leaking water. And water is coming, like, at the front facing from the top, yep. and it's dripping down, and then also the back of the fireplace. So if that's something that I could get up on the roof and retire or flat no. heat or something. 
Uh, Benny, uh, the one thing that we will say that's a, a fairly big rule here on Fix It 101 is that we don't encourage people to get on their roofs a no, lot. No, unless you do this for a living, stay on the ground, please. Right. It, um, it, it's just it, the accidents that it. can happen on yep. this uh, are as bad as you can imagine. That's right. Oh. And and it's probably something that that you're not going to be able to fix without you know, a professional. It could be it could be flashing. Uh, if it's brick, it could be mortar that has deteriorated. Um, if it's a mortar, it could be the top of the fireplace. It could be the cap is blown off. There's a number of things that have gone wrong with that fireplace. But uh, Benny, you know, we talked right before we went to break about uh, when it's time to call a pro. And, and and I can tell you almost every time if it's a if it's if it's on the roof or above a pro it's, really should well be it's it's just not worth it unless that's this is something that you do every day right. many because well, and you don't own the safety equipment you don't own the you know you don't have the stuff that is used to do this that will no. make it so you know these guys tie off they they wear uh, the proper gear everything else uh and if it's a flashing issue, then, you know, you've got to remove shingles, remove the flashing, reflash it, put shingles back. There's, depending on how long it's been leaking, there's probably some decking that is rotten. It could get involved. I would, I would, um, it's not going to be as simple as going up there and putting some tar right. down. Also, water sneaky. And you don't always oh, know yeah. where it's coming from, you know. It, mm-hmm. it, it, so getting a pro to trace that water is a big deal. Okay. So I have to find... Uh, you know what? A, a call to a reputable licensed roofer would be yep. a great call. That's right. And two, I mean, it mm-hmm. could be a weather-related incident. If it's weather-related, it's probably covered on your insurance. Um, so I, I would do my homework. Make 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 some phone calls. Don't do do not get on that roof, please. Okay. There you go, I Benny. will do that. Appreciate it. Just Thank g- you. Yes, ma'am. Quick email here. I can only find this is great, uh, <laughs> Jeff. I think we have a naming situation here. Java, I want you to listen to this too because you are the one that found this on the internet. Uh, from Julie, she says, Hi, I can only find bars in San Antonio when searching San oh. Antonio bar. I can't find at Home Depot. Do you have a link? What are we looking for, Jeff? Well, the, it's called a San Antonio bar. Right. I mean, that's just another Is there another name? Not that I, I'm I mean, aware like, of. Really? Well, a large pry bar. Okay, okay. Get that large uh, pry bar out. But... Right, Julie, uh, look up pry bars, and it may be amongst the selection. I can tell you exactly where they are in Lowe's. <laughs> Where's they're, that? They're by the shovels. Okay, okay, by so, the shovels. Yeah. So if you go into your uh, local hardware store or your big box, they'll probably be by the digging implements. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, real quick. Let's go to Timothy in Louisiana. Hey, that's our guy, Timothy, living we, off the grid. What's we going were just on, man? Talking about you. Well, howdy, boys, and happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year to you, sir. And happy fiftieth anniversary to MPB. Mm, nice. Well, thank you, Timothy. We appreciate that. I, yeah, I wish I wish that Louisiana would get on the board and get like y'all. Y'all are just so much better than dang Louisiana Public Radio. Uh, uh, it, it, I'll send you your check a little later. Thank you. <laughs> so, what you got going well, the on? The reason I'm calling is the lady with the the, the drainage problem in the carport. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I had this problem uh, a couple years ago with a friend of mine, uh, you know, and what we did was we went to a rental place and we rented a power auger. Uh-huh. Okay. And we rented a um, a diamond drill bit, six-inch diamond drill bit and a six-inch power auger. Okay. We bored a couple of holes in the in the carport. Uh-huh. Through the concrete, put the the auger in there and dug out three foot deep, which was the limit of the of the tool. Right. And fill them with gravel. Okay. Uh huh. Now all the water that gets in there goes down into those tubes, those vertical tubes of gravel down into the ground. Right. And it stays dry. Uh, wouldn't that keep the the groundwater there? For a long time? In the ground. Oh, in yeah. Ground. I guess that's where groundwater goes. Yes, it's called, uh, yeah, yeah. In some places in this world, we do this just to, you know, get more water into the ground. Okay, all right. And it was a heck, it was, it was like a, probably about a $100 fix, you know, not counting our labor. Right. We were right. friends and doing it for the fun of it. Hmm. All right, Timothy, that is that is an interesting idea. I've never heard that before, but, but you know, um, I guess mechanically it makes sense. I, I don't know. If, I'm worried about putting all that water under my foundation. That's what I was thinking. You're putting a lot of water very close to the foundation, and you're keeping it there. So, yeah. all right. I don't know. I got. I got to think about that one, Timothy. All right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. It's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. It's time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. Call us with your questions. Comments, just tell us what project you're working on. 877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Jeff Sammons and home inspector Pam Pibus is out this week under the weather. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Join the conversation this morning. We still have some lines open at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can always send an email to fixit101 at MPB online. Or just got an email from from a gentleman who was sending a uh, a chart to Jeff and I, giving us the and I'm going to give you the the title of this email is nominal dimensions for standard framing members, meaning what size is a two by four or all the other ones. So he has the actual size of all the wood that's made now. But yes, a two by four is actually one and a half by three and a half. So there you go. All right, Rogers on the line in Florence. What's going on, Roger? Good morning. Morning. I want to know, well, I have a gutter that's about uh, 40 feet long. I want to extend it, make it 60 feet, but it's two-piece. And it has leaked for 30 years, 
at the joint. I've tried every single thing imaginable, all the recommendations, all the non-recommendations. Oh, and it still drips right there in the middle. I've just put a new deck on under it where it rotted away because it drips. And I got a bucket under it now, but I want a 60-foot gutter. Where can I get one? A 60-foot gutter. Mm. One piece. One piece. <laughs> one piece. I mean, theoretically, you could get a gutter machine, and uh-huh. they could run that gutter as till the roll of aluminum, aluminum runs out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the challenge is taking that 60-foot piece of gutter and installing that um, without it bending and collapsing, of course. Um so and it it's got to be 60 feet long there's no, well now nah, I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm going to run it 40 put a downspout at 40 and then run my 20 I think that's the solution I do too about that <laughs> Yeah and then okay. that that and I look I understand that seam but that takes that seam out of play um All right by putting well, a downspout I- there I knew better than to ask for the solution to the leaking seam because I, I don't think there is one. But uh, do you have any? Well, I mean, I, they, they can run that it. Flex steel. They can run. <laughs> oh, oh, to 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 fix that seam. That and that seam shouldn't be leaking. That you should overlap that enough to where that seam is not leaking. Oh, it's overlapped a good foot. But it's, is uh, it really? It leaks. Well, it, it you know what it sounds like is it may be. Uh, you, you may have uh, aligned them uh, the opposite direction. You know what I'm saying? What, if water well, flows down, right, it's got to right. go. Right, perfect, perfect. Right. You know, you're obviously the flow of the water. That needs to be on top of the on top of the right. other one. Right. Um, but I'm sure my gutter friends are going to call me any minute and tell me. <laughs> tell you what you did uh, wrong. Yeah, of course right. they are because, oh. you know, I need them to come get on the radio. Right. <laughs> all this correction I'm the getting. Gutter guy. Yeah. Right. Very good. All right. Thank Thanks a lot, Roger. Just got a, uh, oh, by the way, donation idea. Uh, an email just came in, and Poppy says, hey, um, we had a call earlier today about where, or an email, where should I put all these weird tools and little things that I've got here and there? She says, you know, Habitat for Humanity takes donations. So that's, a, you know, always a great option to go for there. All right, uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. Going to take another email right here. And uh, all right, Jeff, my work shed, uh-oh, this is crazy. My work shed's raised base, all right, is a couple of old railroad ties. The other day, I trimmed weeds around the base, and uh, looking underneath, it seems that some animal has burrowed alongside to where the base might collapse into the hole. A uh, 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 an animal is burrowed underneath this thing. <laughs> how do I? Uh, how do you recommend tackling this hazard, and with what to discourage this happening again? Clearance is only about four inches. Thanks for your help. Love the program. <laughs> so, how do you get rid of a critter under the shed? You can it's fill a, the hole the full Egyptians of concrete. Go for that? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. You can fill it. You could fill it full of concrete. Uh, now, one thing you could think about doing, but if this critter is really good at what he does. And they are. And they are. Uh, you know, you could always put wood sides on those, but it might chew through it if it's oh, a sure. good critter. Yeah. You know? um, if it's a raccoon, don't worry about it. They'll get through whatever. Fox urine. If it's a squirrel, fo- uh, squirrels don't like fox. So put some fox urine. 
down in the hole. It's going to it's going to move him down to where he's burrowing someplace else. Well, and it keep you out of your shed for too long. You got sure. fox urine around it. Yeah. Let's, um. Hey, all right. Let's the, talk to uh, uh, Callison in Hattiesburg. Right. That's who we were talking to. All yes, right, Callison. Hi. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? Very good. What's up this morning? Well, um, I have a question. I've been wanting to call for a while about. We have terrible water pressure in our house. Mm-hmm. So we have a two-story house. It's an older home built in the 1940s. And we just never, we have two showers, and we've never been able to. You can't have both showers on at the same time. If someone's showering, you can't have the you know, dishwasher running or the washing machine. Even if the washing machine's going, the kitchen sink barely uh, works. And so I was just wondering, is that... What's, what what would be one of the, some of the things that could cause something like that, and how would we get it looked at? Because it really is a pain. Uh, probably the service line running from your meter to the home. The first thing I'm going to check, call your water company. Make okay. certain that the water meter is properly sized for your water usage. Okay. Another thing that I feel like you can do real quick, um, go out to your water meter, take a picture. Uh, come back in five minutes, look at it again, see if you've got a hole somewhere. Sure, a that, leak, sure. That when you turn it on, it's pushing water pressurized through that hole. Okay. It's another thing to look at. Well, here we go, folks. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For uh, the Sickly Pam Pibos and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech, with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.